Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco Realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hi, Britton. Hey, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well as well. What should we talk about today? I think we should start off by talking about researching properties. All right, then. What do you want to say about researching properties? Well, crazy stories sometimes pop up when you're researching properties. For instance, when you look up and you find out that (laughs) the property that you're considering buying is the home of a sex offender. What? 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 Megan's Law. Correct. What is Megan's Law? Not that you're an attorney, but just in general. Megan's Law is the law that provides for communities to set up databases of sex offenders with their photos and their names and their addresses. So if, say, you have a kid and you're concerned about living near someone who might be a child sex offender... You might check the Megan's Law database to see if there's anyone around you. And Megan's Law has been around. Megan's Law predates the internet, as I am fairly certain. And it used to be like a phone number you could go to. Something like or that. Or like it used to be there was a like the contract contained information about how you could get information. But then it became at some point like, here's a link. You know, look it up right then. And it can be... Well, we're seven miles by seven miles. We're, we're dense, you know. So when you do a search within a half mile, that's a lot of people, a lot of space. And you find out some things about some of your neighbors you'd rather not know. And we actually had clients, to your point, once find out the house that they were interested in purchasing. Was the home of a sex offender. They just Googled the address hoping that they could see some photos or... To see whatever information might be available out there, and one of the first things that popped up was the mugshot of the owner. Wow, yeah, it's a little so, weird. I guess you know, when you move in, like the only way to go with the neighbors is up, <laughs> they're gonna be really happy to meet you, seriously. But I also wonder how long, you know, that information stays, right? And if it's like always known that that person was at that address or like once their next address is registered, if that drops out of public view or how all of that works. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the people, my understanding is that once you're in most states, I think if you're a registered sex offender, that stays with you for life. No, I think it stays with the person for life. But, you know, like if you can just see their current address or their address history. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So that was certainly online research that was not, I don't want to say too revealing, uh, but it was an unexpected bit of information. And if you're out there listening in listener land and thinking, well, you know, why wasn't that disclosed by the seller? I would say, and um, it's not a material fact. It has nothing to do with the property. It has something to do with the seller. Correct. And the seller does not convey with the property. Correct. Unless they refuse to leave. So... Which has nothing to do with being a sex offender. No, it does not. It has to do with trying to segue into the next crazy story. 
Yeah. That was a pretty good segue, I thought. It was pretty well set up there, Mr. Fuller. Well, well, thank you. Um, yeah, so, you know, this is how a transaction is supposed to work, because I read about it in Real Estate for Dummies. You make an offer, the offer is accepted, you have escrow, you sign your paperwork, you bring the rest of your cash, the seller signs their docs, you have closing, they get the cash, you get the house, right? Unless they're banana pants crazy. What you talking about? So, a few years ago, we had a buyer go into contract on a house where the seller had lived there for a long time. The house was in poor condition. She was getting older. The seller, not the house. And she was going to move into an apartment where she wouldn't have maintenance issues to deal with. And we... Our, our buyer had, um, I think she'd even done her final walkthrough and the seller had not moved her stuff out. And we, I think we, we delayed escrow, we delayed the closing. And so I'm trying to remember the details. I went by. The and details then, are horrible. It's all just a painful nightmare. Um, well, but I, I remember by, one important detail. I went the by and the listing agents were from out of area. The listing agent was. He made me get harsh, and I never. They were, they were from. They were not San Francisco agents, and one of them, I think, had a suspended license. I believe you're correct. Yeah, and I went by, and there was a moving truck in front, but and that was like the day before closing. The day before we were going to fund. Yes, and so saw the moving van, and there were movers, and but it turned out. That she ended up freaking out and she called the police and said that, I mean, I think she might have had some sort of issues going on because she thought that like people were out to get her. It was really kind of sad, but she had some sort of a, you know, an episode and she called the police and refused to leave. And, um, yeah. And the moving van moved nothing. Nothing. That day. Uh, but we, you know, you drive by, you see the moving van there and talk to the listing agent. The listing agent is like, oh yeah, you know, she's got her place, you know, she's moving They're They're packing up. Um, he obviously didn't go by because out of area agent and didn't know, nobody mentioned to him that his client had, you know, like freaked out and refused to leave, which is not excusing him in any way, shape or form. Like this was their job. Uh, um, but, uh, so the loan funds transaction closes and we go to get keys out of the lockbox or whatever the situation with keys was because out of area agent and surprise, there's the seller still at the house. And this happens sometimes like in an expected way, uh, buyers and sellers can negotiate for this. It's often called a rent back. However, it's, it's no not, longer called a rent back. It's not in this town. It's a license because rent control. Uh, but but anyway, that that wasn't the situation. There was like no agreement that she was staying late or after the close of escrow. So at this point, she's got all the funds from the sale of her house and her house. And yeah, yeah, that was um, that was stressful. Very. It worked out though. Our buyer did take possession. How many days did it take us? Was it about a week? It was about a week. 
Attorneys were involved. Yep. That was crazy. Yeah, that one was... Whew. And by the time she finally did get out, it was like midnight of whatever day that was. And then we had to call a locksmith. <laughs> because we had no keys. And any idea if she was coming back ever. And that was expensive. It was. In the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh. It was Super Bowl Sunday, I just remembered. Good time. Yeah. Yeah. If we were waiting for me to remember that, we'd be waiting a very long time. Oh. It is kind of, you know, I don't want to say it's a leap of faith, but, you know, everything in a transaction in an escrow is a promise. And I think part of what people look to their agents for is for some guarantee of that performance. I mean, that's the value of a reputation in real estate in any market, you know, that people know that you do what you say, you get it done, you don't, whatever it might be, but that that is an item of value in my experience. It is. I agree with you. And that is an absolutely crazy story. Yeah, that one was that that I would say in my 18 years in this gig, that was probably one of my most stressful deals, if not most stressful. I don't know. I think the the one where you almost got killed by the guy trying to commit suicide would have been... Well, that wasn't a deal. That was a showing. (laughs) (laughs) So that is pretty much the craziest story that I, I can think of that we have... To tell at the moment in San Francisco real estate, but as the years go by, I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to top it. Um, Please so, say no. Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a lovely day, Brenton. Leave us a five-star review because I know you're going to enjoy this podcast. Absolutely. Esker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Wow.